a real-life comedy podcast designed to lighten you up, make you laugh, and get you off your ass. Now that's Kristen being Kristen. Are you freaking kidding me? Start the show. What's up, everyone? It is Kristen being Kristen, also Kristen Hutchison. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode five of Chicken in the Bag podcast. So like I like to say, every week we have on somebody different to have a conversation with. We uh, throw a bunch of stuff in the pot, lots of different topics and see what comes up. But today we're not stirring up in the pot. We're going to chop it up with my friend Jason DeRuin, and he's also known as the Cajun Ninja. So we're going to get him in here and get started with the show. Boom. What's up, Jason? Hey, how you doing? How are you? Great. It's great to have you here. Awesome. Well, I'm trying to share your your stuff here so people can uh, can watch. So forgive me. I'm I'm. Uh, There's I'm... no worries about that, my friend. <laughs> get people in here. That's great because they can comment with us and share with us today. If not, they can check it out on the replay. So whatever works for you is great. Um, I'm just going to tell people about you a little bit why you try to get people in here. Um, so, Jason, uh, you originally worked in the oil industry. You, you got a layoff, decided to do some cooking. Your video went viral of you making gumbo, and that started a whole new world for you, which I think is so super cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, your family life, a little bit of everything, and your content creating, because I just I think you're just a fun guy that uh, has a lot of different things that you're doing. Uh, you got a new product line out, so we're going to get into all that throughout the show. So uh, Jason, you're out of Louisiana, born and raised? Correct. I was uh, born in Thibodeau, raised in Homa, and then also spent uh, several years in Lafayette. So I'm, I'm very... Uh, very familiar with the uh, you know southern regions of regions of Louisiana. <laughs> okay, so now uh, were you always someone that was in the kitchen with like your mom or your grandmother? Like, where did you learn to make gumbo? Do you always someone that just played around with it, or how did that all start for you? Yeah, so my mom is a great cook, um, you know, and that's kind of what I remember as far as cooking. You know, um, she's she's done it for a long time, but she's she's not one to really uh, like sit down and really explain it to you. There, there are people who like want to be teachers and there's people who just want to, want to do it, you know, and she's mm -hmm. that lady, you know, she's, she's really good at her craft and, um, and, you know, uh, never got around to really telling me how to do things or, or, you know, a step-by-step -step process will, will you? She right. walked me through some things on the phone, but for the most part, it was like, all right. Cause every time I'd ask her, she would go, let me just make it for you. And the next thing I know, she's bringing over corn soup. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so now I, I, I mean, through several years of me just researching stuff, um, it came about and, and I'm, I'm real happy with, with, with what I've put together in the last four years. Okay. That's pretty cool. So now what, um, what was it about your gumbo video back in 2016 that you think you, why you went viral? Like, what was it? That, was it just your personality or uh, maybe the, the way you cook? Like, what do you think was this, the secret sauce? Oh, I mean, it was the perfect storm because just as many people loved it and hated it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, that's how you make gumbo. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> that, that's exactly it. You know, I mean, uh, for, for what it's worth, you know, everybody has kind of an opinion on how to do it. And, um, you know, um, whenever they got in the comment section and started talk, talking to each other, it, it rattled off some views. And from there... Uh, you know, I kind of ran with it. You know, you, you and I both kind of come from the same, uh, you know, background of, of of where we got started or, or who motivated us on social media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. you know, and, and uh, his whole thing was to just center content around what you enjoy. And I right. love, I love to entertain people. I love to make people laugh. I, I just, you know, that's kind of my thing. Even when I started the page, I had no intentions of cooking. I just I just wanted to do things that were fun, you know, for people that that would watch it. But you know, like Gary said, center things around what you love. I love to entertain, but I also enjoy other things. I enjoy my passions, martial arts. You know, I, I'm a family man. Um, I love to cook. And he said, whatever thing hits, double down on it. And it right. just happened that um, cooking was the thing. So I said, well, I'll run with it. I love that. So I, I agree with you. I'm the same. I, I love that when you said the comments started like a whole dialogue. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do with this show weekly is, you know, just bring on cool conversation with different people. Let some things mix up a little bit. It might get a little bit dicey and maybe you have a difference of opinion, but you can find a way to kind of, you know, be like, oh, that's pretty cool. I never thought of that. That's pretty interesting. Oh, I never thought of doing my gumbo that way. So you probably did start 
about some some thoughts and conversations. Obviously, uh, you're sharing work because there's a lot of people in here tonight, so that's that's pretty fun. Oh, um, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, welcome, so welcome, guys. Thank you guys for coming and watching. Yeah, this. thanks so much for joining us and, and, and partaking in the conversations. Uh, yeah, here's a. Someone's like Paya. So Damien yeah. is in here. So thank you, Damien, for hanging out and, and, and watching with us today and hearing a little bit more of your backstory. Uh, so I love the fact that you like to make people laugh. That's something I like to do too. I think that you and I both share a very similar personality. We're both family people. Uh, you know, we're both people that like to kind of um, make people laugh and have a good time. I think we both make content that is trying to kind of, you know, lift people's spirits. It's been a really heavy year. So I think the more positive people that we can kind of showcase, uh, it helps. Anything that makes people uh, get a little a break from the news cycle is very helpful in 2020 and now 2021. So uh, I think that's really great. I love the fact that you have a martial arts background. I'm obsessed with martial arts. Uh, how did that start for you and how old were you that kind of started? Okay, so it's funny, right? Because like the cooking side kind of came from my mom, but like okay. the martial arts side came from my dad. Okay. Like he uh, he had got in, in, into a Taekwondo school when he was like 16 okay. uh, and did it till he was like 21. And um, the, the master, he came up under this Asian guy uh, from Korea uh, who kind of started South Louisiana, one of the founders of South Louisiana Taekwondo down here. Um, he ended up branching off with other students who started other schools. And uh, today my partner, his name's Al Bear. we opened a, a school down here called Home of Martial Arts. And, um, you, you know, it was just several years of training and, and you know, putting, putting the work in uh, to ultimately get to where I am today. Um, you know, which is a part owner of a school. I just recently tested for my master's certification, you know, um, and, and that's all accumulated over the course of 30 years. You know, uh, I, have a, I have a deeply rooted passion for martial arts and that, not just for the kicking and punching aspect. I love the uh, humility. I love the camaraderie, mm -hmm. learning how to be confident, respectful, just all the things that uh, being a true martial artist embodies. So I love that because that was an overnight success 30 years. You know, I mean, that's what I love. You know, I mean, everybody always thinks that everything's like right now, right now. So I love the fact that I think the thing to master something, you know, something like martial arts, there's so many different styles of it. And I love what you were talking about. It is. It's about mindset. It's about humility. It's about camaraderie. It's all those things that really are so important for people to learn. And I think, um, you know, I, I can't think of the actual quote by Bruce Lee, but there's something about, you know, uh, doing something and like mastering it like you know if we, you can master your mind you can kind of master anything and i think that's i think there's such a, a skill set that comes with that um and i i love that you you know you teach that what is one of the things that you love about teaching young people martial arts like i you know they're i mean it, it's it's just that they're a blank page you know and and and, and like the word art is in martial arts right so right. um you're given an opportunity to to paint a picture here um, and, and then just kind of watch it happen. You know, you kind of, it's like you throw a couple of strokes in there and it just starts to happen. It starts to blossom. You know, I like too the fact that, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm largely responsible for planting seeds in them of being contributing members of society. Correct. You know, and, and that's a, that's a big deal to me is, is that, you know, I want the kids that come to me to learn and know that you have to work for it, no matter what it is you do, you have to put work in. Sure. There are people who get lucky in life, but they're far and few between the people who actually worked for their success. Exactly. And I, and I just, I enjoy that so much. It's, it's, it's a day by day process. I look at it as though uh, putting tiny deposits into a small interest fund, you know? Oh, I love that. That's a great way to say it. And I also think that, Emma, I think there's something about that training that helps you in other things in life. You know what I mean? Like it helps you can kind of, you know, build up that um, confidence and, and that inner strength that you need to kind of like life is tough. And that's one of the things that I think that we don't talk enough about. And I think that a lot of young people that are probably that came up through you really found some skill sets in, in, you know, I don't, do we call it a dojo? I don't know. What do we call it? What do we call your well, it, it, I call it a dojo, but yeah, that's um, what my friend calls it. So I wasn't sure if I'm using the right term. Well, the thing is, is like Taekwondo has their own way of saying it and they call it dojang. Dojang, and like, okay. But so many schools, I mean, jujitsu, karate, they all call it a dojo, you know, even, even the guy I love to follow on Instagram who, uh, who has uh, gone out by calling out fake martial artists, people who think they can knock out other people with their mind. Yeah. He has a page and he calls it McDojo Life. Okay. You know? so Dojo like is just pretty common and I like to use it. Okay, that's great. Um, so yeah, I was thinking that's really something that's really useful. Have you watched any of the Cobra Kai? Cause I mean, everyone's obsessed with that. 
have I watched it? That show is brilliant. I Stop mean, Christian, right? So great, you know. Uh, it's had, you know, and you know what I think? Like our generation uh, is is so blessed because we came up in the '80s. Yeah. So we know the '80s nostalgia in the movie, and yeah. then we also understand the beauty of of the present time that it's being filmed in. So mm -hmm. it's just such a great show. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. And I think you probably, I, I haven't really, I haven't been able to check, check it out yet. So I have to get on the bandwagon, but everybody else I know is like obsessed with it, you know? So I, I know, I know. I haven't really been watching any TV lately. I've been so bad, Jason. So you got, I did you watch The Karate Kid back in the day? Of course. I you mean, I'm a huge Karate Kid. Do you have Netflix? No. I have to, I know, I know. I, well, I, know. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to convince you to get Netflix just for that, but if you, I mean, I think you can see the first episode still on YouTube. Okay. So uh, I would definitely go check out the first episode, but I warn you, you might, you might purchase Netflix. Yeah, I know. Cause I'm going to have to watch the whole entire episode. Well, that is my homework. I will get on that and I'll get back to you about what I thought of it. Cause I hear everybody's like bragging about it. So I will check it out. Everybody knows like, just like binge watch the whole entire episode. So martial arts and then the cooking. Um, so, you know, you started making the videos and people really took a liking to you. You really developed a lot of content. You've created a lot, a ton of content over the past couple of years. You know, you have a huge YouTube fan base, a huge Facebook fan base. What was that like originally and how does your family feel about it? Because I know it's it's time consuming sometimes when you're doing content and social media. Yeah, look, I give a lot of credit to my wife because, um, you know, in the beginning of this, I didn't make anything. Yeah. You know, I was doing it for a good solid year. Yeah, I mean, look, that's what it is. I mean, if you want to create content and you mm -hmm. want it to be a livelihood, you have to, you have to go head first into it for nothing. Yep. You know, um, and then, you know, a lot of it could be giving up, you know, what you know or learn, you know, like in my case is, is just giving away, you know, every recipe that I've put together yep. um, that people have used in cook-offs, people have put in cookbooks, people have even used, used my recipes to cook lunches at the diner, you know? Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the more you share your stuff like that and the people know where they got it from, they're inclined to share it with other people as well. And I've noticed too, that the support is tremendous. Um, you know, but like I said, getting back to my wife in the beginning days, um, you know, there was no money in it. I had lost my job in oil field and I picked up a part-time job with another company. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I went on with that company was because I was given more freedom to do what I wanted on the side. Okay. I if I jumped in back into the corporate life, none of this would have happened. So we made a huge sacrifice. I mean, we had, we made a lot less money. Um, just with the job I had taken and, you know, you wore a lot of the same clothes for this, you know, the next two years. But um, ultimately what it has blossomed into now is a full time uh, thing. And, and I'm forever grateful, not just, you know, for, you know, of course, my wife and my family, uh, but absolutely everybody who tunes in, you know, uh, yeah. every time I see them and meet them in person, I try to give as much time, so much time that, it gets to the point that they're like, all right, well, it was nice meeting you. Because <laughs> I will talk to you. If you haven't noticed already, I love to talk. Yeah, yeah, I say. I mean, I think, but I think that's something about, you know, you like people. And and I think sometimes when you meet people, it's, I just love hearing people's stories. And it's kind of nice to finally meet people face to face. You know, I, I've made a lot of friends over the past year through social media. And it's like, you really make a good connection if you really put the time and energy into. It goes back to like the original thing you were saying about building, you know, building the martial arts, building a social media platform or building a brand. It takes a lot of time and energy. And and sometimes you wake up certain days, you're like, damn, here I am again. And like, what, you know, like my husband calls this my hobby sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's a hobby, but hopefully like it's building things slowly. But I mean, that's the process of it. You know, when when you have something that you love or there's something you really want to give to people, it just sometimes takes time to, to cultivate it and let it grow. So you just have to kind of get in there and, and, and just follow your gut sometimes. And I love the fact that you chose not to get into a business and said, I'm just going to give myself a little time to see what I can do with this. And I, and I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I, anybody who is doing this type of stuff, I, I cannot uh, reiterate enough that you, you cannot focus on the numbers. You just have to do what you love and enjoy doing it. And the right people will tune in. Uh, there are a lot of people who get into the creative content world and they try to figure out what the audience wants to see and watch. And, and a lot of times you can hit the nail on something and then you run with it. But over time, you will lose that passion for it because you're just creating stuff to please other people and not do things that you genuinely love and enjoy.
You know, yeah. so yeah, you, you just got to take your time. It's one day at a time. And uh, every one person that comes in, I like this. I say this is my kind of my line. Yeah. One is greater than a million. And yeah. what I mean by that is, is just this right here. You and I talking like this to me, I, it, it means and feels so much more special to me than mm -hmm. to see my whole numbers climb and, and think that my following is this, my following is this. Because yeah. each of one of those people are one. They're one individual. And it started with one to get there. Totally agree with you. I think that's so important too, because I think we're in this society right now too, where like there's so many new social media apps that come out every other day and people that are trying to content create or, or build something that they want, like whether it be cooking content or, or dance videos or funny videos, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's a long, it's a long haul and things change so rapidly. So if you're chasing the likes, I think it can be a really big recipe for a disaster for some people, because then what that one thing hit, then you're trying to always recreate. It's almost like you're always trying to find that that golden nugget that when you went through, you know, you were digging and digging, you found that one and you think it's everywhere, but it might not. So I think that that's a really great advice for a lot of people to kind of go with what what is more um, what works well for you instead of what works well for the algorithm or for like for likes. So I think that's a, a great message, Jason. Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Numbers don't end. Right. So. Right. Um, if you're chasing them, you're, you're not going to find happiness. You're just right. gonna, you're just going to reach another milestone, and then you're going to constantly be chasing, you know. And, and that we just know where that leads to, you know. Um, and, and look, my first video is my most viral video to date. My first cooking video, I should yeah. say. Um, and, and and reluctantly, I, I I kick it up, you know, by the grace of God. I didn't I didn't uh, have this mentality that I had to best that one. You know, mm -hmm. I'm thankful for what that video brought to the table, but I'm, I'm just as happy um, to post uh, creamy guacamole for a few thousand, you know? Right, right. What are some of the things you learned about content created? I mean, you know, do you have anybody that helps you or do you do everything yourself? Um, I mean, I, I do everything as far as like, you know, the push of this page, uh, you know, but I, I always give my wife credit because like, even though she may not know how to edit a video or what have you, or she doesn't come film anything, um, she keeps them little ones under wrap a lot of times. There's many times she's brought them in the back bedroom and just entertained them for three hours at a time wow. um, just so I could finish up a video. Uh, but yeah, as far as the creative side, I'm the the star editor, producer, director. You know, I, I answer all the comments. It was funny because I'm dealing with grocery stores now mm -hmm. for my, my, my new seasoning. And one of them said, yeah, we see you comment a lot. Do you have somebody do that for you? And I'm like, no, I, I handle it every day. Everybody. I think that's really important. I think a lot of people are, again, going back to like numbers, you know, you want numbers, but then they don't want to even cultivate what they already have. So that doesn't really benefit, you know, uh, the process because, you know, you're going to need people that are going to stick with you through all the different things, especially when you start new endeavors, you know, and if you, if you have a really good, if you have a really great connection with the people that are tuning into your content, then that's going to really help you to kind of like, because they're going to be there to support you for the, for the long haul and all the different, the different phases that you go through. Do you have any tips for people? You know, there may be some people that are at home that are making some content and, and they're trying to learn some things. Uh, were there any good tutorial videos that you watched or any um, apps or anything that you recommend for people that are home trying to trying to figure out being a one man or one woman show? Yeah, look, I, I honestly just I just learned the, the app I was working on. I, I use a little app called Video Shop. And to this day, I, I started filming on my phone. I still film on my, on my phone. You know, yeah. um, some people think that I have this this, you know, expensive line of stuff, but I've just learned to navigate through the through the software I use so that I can fine tune things within the video right there in the app. Um, my biggest tip for anybody is just to be patient, you know, um, and also too, you know, don't criticize yourself too hard. You know, like I said, my most viral video to date is also my lowest quality and you don't even see me in it. You, know? really? you never see me take a bite or anything. As a matter of fact, I filmed that one on Snapchat, just clip after clip. And I don't know how long, if you've ever been on Snapchat, but it used to be six second clips. So if you actually go back and watch my first gumbo video ever, it's six second clips and I just pieced it all together and uploaded it, you know? Um, but, but yeah, definitely be patient. You know, uh, if you're creating, if you're in the content world, um, never take for granted the people who tune in, um, you know, build a personal relationship with them one by one by one. I tell you like years ago, I mean, I've been doing this now four and a half years, the, 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 this stuff. And, um, 
I, I can remember just sitting on the couch for hours, just answering people back, answering people back, answering people back, you know? Um, and I'd go so deep into it, like, just like, oh, thanks for commenting, you know? Like, if they say, hey, where'd you get that pot? I wouldn't just say over here. Right. Oh, hey, I'd be like, hey, Crystal, you know, like, and I'd put an exclamation point, you know, because I want them to know I'm, I'm excited they're here. And and I, I want them to know that I appreciate it. And here's my, my heartfelt response. And that's what I, I think people should do if they want to build a brand that's personal to the public, you know? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree because, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that is kind of nice to have someone that does connect with you and that you kind of remember. And and I think that a lot of I think for the past year, I don't know, have uh, the past year with coronavirus, you know, had, how did how was that for you? Like, was life really slow? Were you home for most of it? Uh, were you making a lot more content? Were you making less content? Because I think it was a, a really interesting year that a lot of people really did tune into technology. They really did use social media as a way to kind of get through things because they were they were home. So how was the past year for you? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's kind of like a, a catch-22, you know. Um, my wife owns uh, hair salons. So in that retrospect, it was it was a bummer, you know, um, had to completely shut down her businesses uh, on the other side of things. You know, my, my world of social media was its own business now and people were home, you know, people were wanting to cook. Um, I didn't make as much content mainly, too, because my office is also my kid's house. Yeah. So that that made things a little difficult. But the, the plus side was that I had so much content made prior and even to this day, I'm able to like resurface videos and, and still gain new followers and then also trigger people who have been here a while who maybe either didn't see the video before or they said, you know, I've been meaning to make that, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I was fortunate, you know, during during 2020. I, my heart goes out to people that that didn't have such a good year. And, and I know it was a rough one for a lot of a lot of people. But, you know, I, I, I was able to count my blessings. Hey, hey, Bay, I think Gumbo needs to go outside. I just want to let you know my dog is running back and forth. And he, Your dog's like, I need to get outside. He needs to potty. And he's already, uh, yeah, so. No, but, that's, yeah. I totally agree with you. The same thing for me. Like, I had a, a love-hate with 2020 because, like, there was a lot of things that were frustrating about it. You know, like, you know, being home for the months and you know, watching the restaurant industry kind of suffer the way it was because that's the industry I've been in for, like, the past 20 years. But then, like, I, I started a show and I really started making a lot of really cool, cool connections and putting a lot of content out. So then I had, like, this really fun thing I was doing on the side. So I almost kind of felt guilty that I was kind of, you know, happy and trying to help people. But, you know, I had a kind of in my head, I had to kind of say like, okay, listen, I can't control the good, the bad, the ugly that's going on. All I can kind of do is bring something to the table. And if I can, you know, give people a break from like the normal stuff that's going on, or I can make people lighten up and laugh, or I can have a cool conversation, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I kind of focused on. And that's what kind of brought this into the next level. And that's what made chicken in the bag come out because I, I have been talking to people for over a year on Instagram. And I was like, all right, let me try to like branch out into other other platforms now so that's what this is going to be so that this is like episode five so i'm glad to be able to catch up with you and have you back on and, and see what's been going on in your life yeah look i, I love where you're headed chris and i think the first time i talked to you uh, obviously you know i just I, I discovered you when you you were able to get on tea with great gary v mm -hmm. and, and like i told you back then you know uh you know i, I thought it would be cool just to meet you you know yeah. you know what i'm saying like um just because I think a lot of people want to maybe want to talk to you and, and how did you get on there? You know, how was Gary, you know, but like, I think it's fascinating to talk to the person who did it, you know, mm -hmm. and how they got on there and, and just get to know them. And it, and what we have is blossom into a pretty cool friendship. You yeah. Know? We keep up with each other on social media and um, you know, it's cool to, to see how you've evolved now. I mean, dude, this is so much fancier than the first time I was on here. I you know. know. Like, you got this little background with your image all over it. You have a you have a logo. Yeah. Um, I mean, we started up early to check the mic and all. Yeah. I think the first time I came on your show, like I was in the comments for 15 minutes till you finally figured out how to get me in. <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to say to people because I'm like, that's one of the things I'm trying to do. Like, uh, like a lot of the content I put out is like just share to share because I think so many people overthink things or they, they don't start because like, oh, it's not gonna be you know nice. And a funny story about this, uh, I've been doing this show for five weeks, actually really six, because episode one is called The Lost Episode because I didn't press live. So I thought I, I thought I was live and I did a whole entire episode that doesn't even exist. And I felt so bad having to tell my first guest, like, sorry, that wasn't even recorded. And he was like, no problem, we'll do a do-over someday. But that's part of the process. So like you were saying, like, 
just take the chance and get started and keep trying things. And I was lucky enough to have somebody that kind of said, Hey, Kristen, why don't you do a podcast? Like I have, he's, he's actually going to be on, I think next week. And he's going to, he's the one that kind of helped me get all this stuff set up. And, and it is kind of cool because you're learning new technology and you're learning new techniques and you know, you just want to kind of bring cool conversations to people. And I think, you know, people are missing people right now because a lot of people like it blows my mind because I've been working since June and my husband's been working through the whole, whole lockdown because he's in, he's in construction. So that's going in Boston. And so when I meet people that are like, this is like the other day I was at work and someone goes, Oh, this is the first time I've been out in a year. And I have to be like, Whoa, wait, I have to process that for a second because I've been working since June with the public. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I think so. That's why I think right now is a great time to be having interesting conversations because I think people are missing conversation and they're missing people. And I think everyday people are sometimes doing cool things. And, and I think it's nice to let people know what other people's journey was and, and how they got started. And I kind of think that, you know, with people, with something like cooking, you went from working in, you know, the oil industry, then cooking. And now like, you know, your tick, you know, your TikTok content and the family content, like it's unbelievable, like what you've built over the, you know, the past couple of years. Yeah. And look, almost everything I've ever done, I never had the intention of doing. You know, um, when I, like I said, when I started the page, I didn't, I didn't mean to, to, to get into cooking. I was actually, you know, several years ago, much younger days, I was in a local cover band down here and we used to play nineties rock music. No way. I, I got started in that because someone dared me to sing karaoke and I was like, screw it. I'll get up there and do it. You know? Uh, so yeah, like I, I love the idea of just doing things, just going for it because you don't know where it's going to lead you, you know? And, um, that's the beauty of it. Like I said, this is really cool for you. Cause like I saw you when you were starting yeah. um, and it has evolved. It's gotten better and it's gotten better in a short amount of time. I mean, we talked maybe a year ago yeah. than that. Yeah. Not, not even, I mean, I mean, it was, it was just in the, like the first few months of the quarantine. So it's coming up on a year and look where you are now, right? You got a pretty cool setup here. So it's only going to get better and it can get better quick too. So I'm excited for you. Well, I appreciate that. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. I think that the only way you're going to get better. And it was kind of funny because the other day my sister was like, oh my God, you're always doing stuff. Like you're always talking to people. And I was like, yeah, because I feel like the more conversations you have, the more you learn about how and have conversations. So anytime people come like, hey, you want to be in a podcast? I'm like, sure. And then I'm like, hey, you want to come on my podcast? It's like, yeah. So it's, it's really kind of cool to be able to, I feel like the more you do things, the better you're going to get at it. The same thing with like anything you want to do. If you want to be a singer, if you want to be a comedian, if you want to be a dancer, repetition is the only way you're going to get there. You know, you're not going to get there overnight. You're not going to be the best at it right away. And, you know, the more that you're willing to put yourself out there. And I love I love the fact you say people dare you and anything you've done. Same with me. So many things that I've done in my life, I didn't intend on doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, I'm going to go on a game show. And then they get on a game show. It's like, what do you mean you're on the game? You know what I mean? Because I just say, I'm just going to try it. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that they can just try something. Like, what's the big deal? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like, if they booed you off the stage, they would have booed you off the stage. So I love that you, you got up there and did karaoke and then you turned into a band. That's pretty cool. Did you sing? Yeah, I was. I was. I was a lead singer for the band, but I always tell people I was a pretty average singer. I was reluctant to play with really good musicians, and it was also during times where people were heavily drinking. So yeah, it was probably amazing to them. But what's the song that they always wanted you to sing? Because everyone always yells out from the audience, like "Play Freebird." But like, oh yeah, no, yeah, we were kind of that '90s group. So there were people that that yell like uh, "Play Tool," you know, yeah. or something like that. But uh, we, we actually started out playing like Stained and Incubus and 311 and all those rock jams that I love. Oh but God. when you want when you want to start gaining more crowd, you got to play like Brown Eyed Girl and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, and It's Tricky and, you know, things that things that get butts moving. Right. And yeah, you know, when you throwing those in the mix, you, uh, you get more people. But but, yeah, it was great times. I, honestly, I love what you said about repetition. I want to go back on that real quick because. Yeah. That is one of my favorite things, and that's something I attribute to martial arts because the, the only way you can become a good martial artist is through repetition. And uh, even going back further, when you were talking about Bruce Lee, uh, one of his great lines was, I do not fear the man who knows 10,000 kicks. I fear the man who's done one kick 10,000 times. Yes. Um, so, you know, when, when I put those into perspective, it, it really lets me know when I get frustrated and just started doing something that I, I'm nowhere near 10,000 kicks. You know, um, and, I, and I have like adults that are in my adult class in martial arts and they'll get frustrated when they come in. And I'm like, look, it took you a year to learn how to walk. Right. So 
you're barely crawling today. That's a great thing. I love that. I love that Bruce Lee quote because I think that's so true. I think there's also a quote like that about like to become a expert in anything. I think it's 10,000 hours. Somebody says once you've done something 10,000 hours, you're, you're an expert or something like that. So I think that people have to understand that like it takes time to get good at something. And, you know, if you really want it, then you're just going to keep doing it. But if you don't really, if you don't really want it or you're something not passionate, but you're not going to stick with it because you're going to be like, oh, this is, this is too hard. This is boring. I don't want to do it anymore. You know, what I mean? you'll, you'll lose your steam. And I think that's one of the things that I notice with a lot of people nowadays, you know, it seems like they want instant, they want it instantly. And it's just like, mm, no, like it's not going to be how it's going to be. And I know a lot of people reaching out to me in the beginning and they were just like, oh, like, so like, what are you doing? Like, are you, are you this or you that? And I was like, I'm cool. I'm just chilling right now. I'm just having cool conversations and just seeing like where that we're, I'm kind of enjoying like the ride of just getting to know people. And I really feel like sometimes when you sit back in the journey, it's when you learn the most, you know, because through conversations with people weekly, certain things will keep coming up. You know, when you're sometimes trying to figure out like, what do I want to gravitate towards? And I think there's so many people that will just jump on a bandwagon and they're like, oh, now it's this and you have to do this. And now it's this and you have to do that. And now in the beginning, I was like, that was too overwhelming to me. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chill and keep working on this because this is where I'm comfortable. And then I'll branch off to this and this. And I kind of took my time and I'm kind of glad I did because I really feel like certain things keep coming up to me that I'm kind of like, oh, I think this is what I could kind of help people with, you know? And I, and I kind of feel like that that's where I'm getting the message. Like, what like really like more of a fine-tuned idea and so i think that's where i'm kind of finding the way that of what more content i'm going to be putting out or what direction i want to take it in yeah yeah absolutely you know like i mean going back to what you have all around you right now it's just it, it, it's a product of, of of trying new things you know um and, and getting people on on with you and probably meeting new people who understand what all this is and, mm -hmm. and you along the way i mean to be honest i, I want to say your little podcast or a little th show from the jump was the only one out today that i have reached out to and said hey if you need somebody i'm willing to, to come on and not that i'm willing to go on i'm willing to go on anybody's show but i don't usually reach out to people but like i felt like it would be fun to to catch you early on you know and and be be a part of what you're doing early on you know because it's not often you get to be a part of something when they're putting the paint on the wall right right building it <laughs> Yeah, and, and like that was exciting to me. I mean, sure, there, there's big, big podcasts and big shows. It might be cool to, to, to get on. But if yours truly does blow up in something big, I can say, look, I was the guy who was on there back when it was vertical on Instagram. It took forever to even get me in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm pumped for you, man. This is I really appreciate cool. that. So, so you do a lot of different things. Don't you do some stuff with like, um, don't you do some like local radio or, or, or ESPN your way too? Like what are some of the other things that you do where you do some talking? and jumping on with some other people. I thought yeah. I, I haven't jumped into the podcast world, but I, I have thought about it. I have an idea for a show that I want to do that also involves food. Um, it's still kind of kicking it around, but yeah. whenever it comes to fruition, I'm pretty sure it'll be, it'll be really cool concept, whether or not people like it, I guess it's on them, but I, I, I like the idea coming forward, but I'll get into that later. But, um, but yeah, I, I do weekly segments on ESPN radio during uh, you know some of the sports times like uh, college football season and what have you they want to know what we cooking this weekend and what have you yeah. but uh, right now we've been kind of on a break you know there's not much of that going on mm -hmm. um, and you know if we would do basketball games it'd be you know two three times a week so um, but I'm, I'm okay with it I, I you know I understand that, they, that you know they got to change up the show here and there but when I am on there it's, it's pretty cool you know I mean uh, that guy discovered me because his brother-in-law made my pasta lion oh really <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, man, this is great. Where'd you we're learning to cook? He said, man, the Cajun Ninja. He's like, who the Cajun Ninja is? And the next thing you know, he's calling me. He's like, hey, I'm Gus with ESP Radio. Let's start doing a segment. I was like, let's do it. Oh, that's so awesome. So now Cajun Ninja, is that because it's the combination of the type of food you make and the martial arts? Is that where the name came from? Yeah, it was kind of random, okay? So, like, I started the page, and I was calling it What You Do in Deruin, which is a play on my last name, yeah. even though it's wrong. The proper way to say my name is uh, Derwin, which is, like, uh, French pronunciation and some people even say Derwan and then some people say Derwin and some people say Drara. I mean, they just it gets butchered all kind of ways, right? You know, um, and when I got to high school, one of my coaches was like, Derwin, get your ass over here. And, and so my friends started calling me that, and I was like excited to even get called by a last name. So <laughs> I have ran with it ever since. Um, but yeah, that was the page, it was what you do in Derwin. Um, and then when I did the gumbo video, um, I on the very first video, I threw the Trinity in and I was like, yeah. 
and like people seemed to like that. So the next video I did, I uh, chopped it with my hand and I said, don't mess with the Cajun Ninja. And then people were calling me that. And uh, so I was like, well, maybe I should change the name to Cajun Ninja, which crazy enough was so hard to do. Facebook is so crazy. Like they will not let you change anything. It took me several attempts to change my name from what you're doing to ruin to the Cajun Ninja. Okay. When I did, uh, there was like a thousand people who unfollowed the page. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty wild. I know, like, I, but I guess you know they get the no you get a notification when page mm -hmm. names changes, and I think they were unsure if like it had been taken over or what have you. Right. But reluctantly, it all got came back up, and um, you know, I've run with the cage the, the Cajun Ninja name, and it, it is a play on my love of my culture and love of martial arts. I love that. Uh, so let's talk about your new endeavor, Paya. Right, it's your, it's your season. You want to show us what, the, what it looks like, and you get it in some stores. Yeah, this is uh, my new seasoning, Paya seasoning, um, the official seasoning of the Cajun Ninja. Actually, all last year, um, I worked on this recipe in, in my kitchen. Um, you know, you can actually go to people that blend seasonings, and, and they have different blends on standby that you can just slap a label on and call it your own. Um, and this is actually my legit recipe. I had a scale, I was measuring out grams. It was like breaking bad of seasoning in my kitchen. You know? <laughs> Seasonings for cooking, that's so awesome, I love that. It was crazy, and uh, you know, uh, and I actually have a video in January, it's on my phone because it's dated in January of last year, and I go, this may be the first time paya seasoning gets used. Turns out that wasn't it, because every time I said, I was like, no, I gotta add a little bit of this or take away that. Um, and finally, I'm glad I took my time with it. Um, it's been getting really good feedback. There's been a lot of great support. And, um, you know, hopefully you see it up there uh, where you are one day. Yeah, yeah, I'll mail you some after this. You know, just send me, show me, uh, let me know where I can send you some and you can give yeah, it a try. Absolutely. That'd be cool. I'd love to check it out because I definitely know, I definitely know my oldest sister will definitely like to check it out too because she does a lot of cooking and I think that she would be the one to really dig it. Uh, what was that process like? What, you know, what made you say, I, I want to, do you have other products that you want to start branching off into other product lines or do you have other things that I don't know about or anything you want to talk about about that? Yeah, well, I've had the Paya spatula for a long time, okay. you know, um, which I don't have one next to me. I can go grab one if, okay. well, actually I got one right here. All right, all right, you can show us. <laughs> uh, this was my, uh, this was my original cooking uh, tool here that I, uh, I I would showcase in every video, you know? And and it's got my, my catchphrase on it, Paya, and my, my little Cajun Ninja dude, which I'm real proud of. My buddy Jonathan, shout out to him. I call him my Asian buddy, Jonathan, because he's Asian. But uh, he's, he's, he's introduced me to a lot of great Asian food, and he has a love for food, too. He also designed the label for this can here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so he was, he, you know, he's a big, big uh, help of what I do on my page. And, uh, and yeah, so it started with the spatula, you know, a couple years ago. And I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, well, let me put something out there people might want. And, I mean, I sold that spatula in every every state in the country. You yes, know, and, yeah, people were, were buying it. I guess it was just because, they, you know, they were able to connect with me, right? Like, I use this in the videos. Right. And now they can, too. Um, and then I've since, you know, I've, I've got shirts and coffee mugs and yeah. hats and, and what have you. But I can see myself branching off into other products. That'd be cool. But, um, my, uh, the guy who sells all, who handles all e-commerce now, he had been saying, Jason, you need to make a season and you need to make a season. Yeah. And I didn't think much of it. I was like, well, I really want to make sure it's something I know I would love and like and use. Um, and, and then I did and, and man, it's, it's been very overwhelming. Um, you know, I don't know where it's headed. It, maybe the iron's hot, but right now it's, it's overwhelming. Uh, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, it's very exciting. I, I, I want to say congratulations to you because, you know, it's, it's, it's not always easy to kind of like get through the process and, and it's a lot of meetings and a lot of yeses and a lot of no's and then shelf space. I know when I watch, when I watch like, um, Marcus Limonis, he's always like buying people's products and helping them kind of like take their small business and then get it into like big network, big stores, box stores. And it's kind of fascinating like to understand the whole industry of like rest, like um, supermarkets and shelf space mm -hmm. and, and you know, it's just a lot into it. So I think that's, so congratulations that you've been doing this on your own and, and, and what you're getting done. So it'd be, I hope it does go everywhere. That'd be so cool for you. Yeah, I think the unique part about having the platform and selling a seasoning is that um, I've been able to put it in places that you normally wouldn't sell seasoning. 
Right. You know, like, uh, and it's the, and a lot of these people, they reach out to me. Like I'm, I'm selling it at a, a, this place called the Cedar Chest Boutique in, in Beaumont, Texas. And mm-hmm. this, this nice lady, uh, Miss Diane had reached out to me and she's like, I'd love to sell your products in here. And it started out with the spatula, but then she, she wanted the seasoning when it came out. And awesome. she was like, Jason, I got guys coming in off the interstate. I haven't seen guys in my store in like a year. I love that. <laughs> and they're stopping in and buying the seasoning. So yeah, the, I, I, I'm reluctant to be able to just kind of put it anywhere. Yeah. You know? and, and then at the same time, I, I, I shout out the small business. They get a, 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 you know, a marketing of their place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's kind of, it's, it's a real win-win. You know, I got a place to sell my seasoning and then I, and I'm also, uh, you know, sh- spotlighting them. Yeah. That's nice though. That's how people take care of each other. That's how little things build, build into bigger things sometimes, you know, showcasing them. That's what's lovely about having, having notoriety or names or something like that. You know, uh, one thing I really want to talk to you about is you're such an amazing dad, you know, and, and to, you know, you're a father of three girls. Congratulations. Uh, that's tough. Um, I have one of three, I am one of three girls. My mom did it on her own. She's a single mom. And um, I can only imagine, like, I watch a lot of your videos and your daughters are adorable. Your wife is amazing. Like, you just have a really great family. And I just love watching some of the, the family content that you do. What are some of the things, I mean, I know today is uh, International Women's Day. And I think we don't really talk enough about how sometimes a good father can be a really helpful thing um, for, for young women, uh, developing good good habits and picking good men, having a good role model. So, um, oh, wait, someone just wants to say, Louis wants to say, cool to know where some of those boutique stores get their product. Okay, thank you, Louie, that's a great point. So what I was getting back to about, uh, you know, you being such a great dad, what are some of the things you do to empower your young girls? Uh, do they do martial arts? Uh, I see that you, you do a lot of like one-on-one time with them and family family adventures. So what are some of the things you think? Yeah, look, you know, we just kind of live by the edge of our seat, you know, um, and that's kind of how I want them to, to remember life with their parents is that uh, you don't necessarily have to have a plan. You know, um, you can just go for something whenever. And we'll book a vacation literally two days before we leave. You know, like that's how we are. Um, at the same time, yeah, I want them to know that I, I am very supportive of their lives. You know, um, it, it's important for me as a dad to, to, to you know, instill these values of, of what a, a, a good man is, right? You know, especially for young ladies because there, there are, there are times that a lot of women are, are taken advantage of, you know, um, you know, and not to say men aren't either, but you know, and yeah. just thinking of the sense of, you know, what happens to to young children and a lot of young girls, and um, and then even into a teenage and, and young adulthood, you know, uh, sometimes they can be taken advantage of. So I want them to know and see, you know, what it means to, you know, to be around a, a good, upstanding male mm-hmm. who, who cares about their overall well-being you know and that that means a lot to me it means more to me than anything i have in, in my life right now uh, other than my wife you know uh, it's her and then then you know taking care of them but yeah they are they're absolute blessing i tell people often the way you end up with three girls is you try to make one boy <laughs> that is so true. He's like, oh, maybe the next one. And like, and then three girls. Uh, yeah. Craig Fuller says he's going to get some of that seasoning. You should, Craig. Yes, do it. Mm-hmm. He appreciates that. Uh, yeah, I think that's so true. Now, your daughters, I know that me and my sisters are all very different. Do your daughters have like different personalities or are they all very similar? Because I know I'm the middle and I'm a lot. And then my my little sister's a perfectionist and she's super smart. And my oldest sister's a little bit quieter and she's like the, the rule follower. So I, I wasn't sure if like they have little different dynamic personalities. Yeah. So you, uh, sibling of three, maybe you tell me if this is accurate, but I tell people this a lot and they seem to say that that, that coincides with exactly how their children are. The first one is usually, you know, by the book, you know, um, like n- n- not very very intimidated to take risks, you know, usually scared of things. Uh, the second one is rebellious, you know, they're just, they're just a rebel, you know, they just have this, this re- rebel attitude and, and they're, they, they will argue a point with you and like, no, 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 that's not it. You know? uh, and the third one is just hell on wheels. That kid is just, I'm go- I'm going, I'm just flying, I, you know, off the seat. I'm going to, I'm going to go for whatever and not even, not even think about what the consequences could be. That's okay. third, you know, but okay. yeah, that's, that's how the three of them are. Um, and I love their personalities. They, uh, they, they all, you just 
fit well in, into into who they are, and um, it's exciting to watch them grow. I love that. Uh, so, like Jason, it must be kind of cool though, because you know you do you do you're doing your own thing. You know, like you said, your office is your home, right? So, I mean, what are some of the benefits of that? Like, do is it hard? always being home because you're trying to get everything you got to be done but then sometimes you know they're putting the dad hat on but you're also in like you know cage and ninja hat so how do you kind of juggle that because that's going to be a little bit difficult sometimes well i'm super add so like it's it's kind of awesome you know um because you know it, throughout life when i was working i mean i started off in the restaurant industry um I, you know i sold cars for like five years um you know i was a salesman in the oil field i was always like I always had to dedicate time to do what it was. Right. Whereas this, like I have to dedicate time, but like I can take two hours answering comments and then go play with them at the park, you know, or, you know, I can come back, I can do a cooking video um, and then, you know, maybe go play Nintendo with one of them or, you know, find time to, to, well, mostly my wife helps them with their homework. So I'm not going to say that's all me, but you know, every once in a while, I have to step in and do something. And, you know, I think that's what's the blessing of it is that um, I work every day with what I do. Like literally, I do not take a day off from that page. When we're on vacation, I stop and answer people. When, you know, a Sunday, whatever, we stop and answering people. There's never been a day off from it since I started it. But the cool thing is, is I can still manage time to do everything I want to do. I love that. That's really great. And I think, I think I'm a little, I'm ADD too, I, I believe. Um, and I'm a multitasker. So I'm the same way. I'm like, got my hands on a lot of different things. So I, I like to do a lot of things. So yeah, that's the same. Um, your, your wife does a lot of videos with you. How did you get her to start getting in front of the camera with you? Because that is something that you probably will not see in my house. So I want to know how that started for you. Yeah, look, I'm very reluctant because my wife is definitely the yin to yang when it comes to me and her. Like she is, uh, she's not the big social butterfly. Oftentimes you meet her, she's pretty shy. Unless you get her to come out of her shell, she starts to know you, then she'll really talk and you and like, you just love her, you know? Um, but the, the real thing I've been lucky about her is, you know, she's willing to at least try. Um, there's times I'll get her to do something and, and like, you guys don't see it, but before we're even doing it, she's like, oh my gosh, Jason, come on. You know, like she doesn't want to do it, but then when she sees the end result of it, she'll laugh or she'll love it. Cause you know, there's, there's things that you watch that I'll do with her that I've added in sounds or I've added music. And, um, when we're doing it, it's just dead silence and it's weird, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but th thankfully, like, you know, because I've gotten to, uh, you know, bring her in more and more, um, she's kind of developing her own thing now, you know, and, and she even, she was, I asked her to do it, but she didn't want to. But I said, you should change your name on Instagram to Miss Cajun Ninja because people know her as the Cajun Ninja's wife. Right. Said, be your own person. Just be Miss Cajun Ninja. And so now she started the Facebook page and the Instagram. And she doesn't really have an idea of where she wants to go with it. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's been a fun place for people to get to know her. And I love that. Like, I try to showcase her showcase her as much as possible because I, I don't really want this page to just be a me show, you know, because there's so much more to me than me, you know? Um, and, and, and I, I love when I do have those moments where I can bring her in and put her in there. And I'm so thankful that she does it. Yeah, that's great. I was actually talking to um, my guest last week, Joe Godet. He's a voice actor and, you know, he's very much a hands-on dad because he works from home. He has a sound studio there. And that's what he was saying about making content. A lot of people just want him to do like the funny voice or do the Arnold impression. And he's just like, yeah, but I'm a dad and I like to golf. So it's kind of, I think that's what, that's what the tricky thing is, is that you know, a lot of times people like you for that. And I think that's great that you diversified early on because now they probably look forward to like, oh, what is he gonna cook today? Oh my God, that was so funny with his daughters. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's kind of cool because they kind of get the whole the whole view of Jason. Yeah, and look, you, you sometimes lose followers because of it. I've had people chime in and say, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I liked you better when you were just cooking. And then I'll usually, I'm not one to really like, like shy away from a comment, you know? Mm -hmm. My mom in the early days would be like, Jason, don't, don't respond like that. People are not gonna like you. And I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, you know, this is who I am. So if somebody says something like that, then I would tell them like, look, you didn't like me to begin with, you know, because that's me. I'm still the same guy. I'm just cooking. But mm -hmm. this is me when I'm not cooking, you know, so or people say, you know, I'm going to stop watching you and I'll be like, fine. 
Go watch something else. You know, I, and, and, you know, there's too many good people for me to answer to on a daily basis to have to waste time with the ones who want to bring that ne negativity. I mean, yeah. there are so many positive people who come in that page that I, I don't, I don't get to even keep up with all of them. And I feel so bad. So when no, the negative ones so come, challenging. Yes. Yeah, I'm usually quick to tell the negative ones where to go because yeah. you got other stuff you can watch, bro. Don't, you know, don't come at me. Oh, I, think, I, I totally agree with you. I think that's what's so crazy about like uh, social media. People just feel like they can just say whatever they want. And they sometimes forget that's a person. And, and I was saying the other day, I'm like, I don't really normally ever say anything negative. Like, I don't care. Like a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on a lot of different things nowadays. And I'm like, I don't have the time or energy to be like fighting with people about like what they put out or what, what they think. I'm like, I'll just scroll and keep going. I don't have the, you know what I mean? And so when people don't like something I post, I say, I, I, I appreciate your, your input. You know what I mean? Or good. I'm sorry that you feel that way. And that's what I, that's what I leave it at because I'm like, I, I, you're not going to change another person's, you know, opinion. Either they're going to like what you're putting out or they're not going to like what you're putting out, you know? So um, they get it or they don't get it and that's okay. You know, and you got to focus on the ones that do get what you're doing. Yeah. You know, for me, sometimes it's fun, you know, uh, like I, I've like, cause what happens is, is people will throw the negative comments out there and I don't like the, that they could be manipulating the mind of somebody who's positive. So right. that's why I answer back. Yeah. Like, I mean, but sometimes people just, they, they lob them up to me. This one guy came in and said, uh, there's no beans in Chile. And he wrote Chile like the country. And I put, Chile's a country in South America. I'm pretty sure they have beans. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like tons of people like it, you know, like, they love, they love that, you know, because I think yeah. the vast majority of us are like, just chill with it. Look, yeah. you know, like, if you don't like it, don't make it, you know, what have you. Make it your way. This is my way. That's why I respond the way I do, because I want to grab all those people who think like that, who just want to like come together and be like, yes, let's just share ideas and share, sure. you know, and, and, um, and just, and just be our unique selves, you know, because, that's what life is. We're all different. I mean, we are yeah. literally, we are all our own recipe, every mm -hmm. single one of us, you know? So, I mean, I, and I love, I think that's why I really think this whole platform of food was given to me as a gift to just understand people because, um, you know, we all have a different palette of how we enjoy food. Yeah. It's, we all have a different outlook on how we see the world. Yes. So the more you're willing to like, want to hear somebody else's outlook and how they, and, and how they view things or, or what's going on in their life, the more you're just going to understand the purpose of life and the meaning of life and what life really is. Totally agree. That's kind of like the metaphor for this show is kind of like, you know, what makes life interesting is just, you know, like I chicken in the bag is an addition I used to make in my sister's house when I used to babysit the kids a lot. My brother's like, my brother-in-law would be like, what's for dinner? I'm like chicken in a bag. And you just threw it all in a bag and you put it in the oven. But when you would open up the bag, all the different seasonings and all the different stuff would mix together. So when I was coming up with the name for this podcast, he's like, you have to do chicken in a bag. And I was like, chicken in a bag? What is that? I'm like, it's kind of a metaphor for life. You know, like, you know, we all think that we all have our own way of doing anything, but when you really mix it up, that's when life is interesting, mixing all together instead of just keeping everything separate, you know? And I think that's variety is the spice of life. So I love that that's what you said about what cooking is because cooking, you know, communication, conversation, you know, the diversity of different thoughts and feelings and, and conversing with each other. And, and a lot of times you share thoughts and feelings over food and drink. So I, yeah, it just kind of all ties into like what it's all about. And I, I just love that. And I think it's so important, you know, like you don't have to make the recipe this way. This is how I make it, but you don't have to think this way, but I do. And, and I think that's when you can kind of mix it all up and be like, it's okay. We can still have dinner together or have a drink. Yeah. I love when people come to me and say they changed up my recipe because then they're putting their own creativity on, on the dish, you mm -hmm. know, and they're making it their own. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I love that, you know, uh, it, I can't get, get enough into uh, just how cool it is to really discover and hone in on the differences of all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, the analogies I love to use uh, when people tell me that's not right or you're doing it wrong or you're messing it up uh, is, look, there are people who love green olives and I absolutely hate them. I do too. I hate them. I like them. Yeah. I love food. Like there's very yeah. few things I won't eat, but I cannot mm -hmm. eat a green olive. And somebody out there in their mind knows the feeling of it tasting good in their mm -hmm. mouth. And so for me to say that what I'm doing is right, you know, and what they think is wrong, 
it, it just completely I eliminated wrong altogether when it comes to food. I feel like there is no wrong when it comes to food. There's, no, there's only what's right for you and what's right for me. Mm -hmm. you know, and once you start realizing that you, you, you have this, this mind of just opening up possibilities for everything. Right. You know, um, and it's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's such a great like way to think of it, because I think that's what we've kind of gone away from a little bit. It's just kind of understanding that like it's just not for me. Like I always say to everybody, like, you know, you might love salmon. I don't like it. You can spice it up. You can do whatever with it. You can grill it. I'm not going to eat it. But it doesn't mean that it's not good for you. And it doesn't mean that it's not delicious. It's just not something I like. So that's how I kind of. <laughs> I don't know if somebody knocked on the door or something. Sorry. Oh, hey, hey. I don't know. Might might have been a uh, might have been a uh, a UPS package or something. Hey, oh, yeah. come here. no one's messing with your house with that dog. No, that's, that's, that's a good, um, I love that. So that's a really great concept, and I'm glad that we got onto that little topic. Uh, so, Jason, you've done a lot. You got the pie going out. Um, anything you have, like besides any other ideas that are going through that head, or Anything that you're working on, or something that you maybe like one goal that you haven't done yet that you 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 have in the back of your mind that you want to go in the future? Yeah, I I, uh, I really have the, the idea of a show that I want to do. Yeah. I, I do want to do that. I, I you know I, I can't talk more about it yet, but uh it, you know maybe I'll tell you off camera. You know, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, that that I want to do that. I definitely have more dishes to create. I have them. Um, just things have been so crazy with uh, the seasoning. I mean, we're traveling to, to, to bring it to stores, um, okay. having to ship to new places, um, you know, having meetings with, with potential new vendors. Uh, it's made things pretty busy. But, um, you know, ultimately, you know, it's wild. I never really have a plan. I think I might have told you that last time we yeah. got we talked. I never really have a plan. I just kind of as something comes and I ha and I wake up one day and I say, you know what, let me just try. And I think that's what happened with the seasoning. I just woke up and said, let me see what I blended it together. And then that that's where it evolves, you know? Um, and, and usually that's, I, I, that's kind of the mind of an ADD person in my opinion, <laughs> you know, um, because a lot of times we have a tough time starting something, but when we started, we like, all right, we got, we got to get this going. We're just so dialed in. But in yeah. So I never want to just try to force myself to start things because then that's when I get, I, I get to a point where I'm not happy, you know, mm -hmm. like, like I'm forcing it. So, um, yeah, I don't have a plan as of yet, but I didn't have a plan to start a cooking show and here I am. So and here you are four years. Yeah. I just keep doing that, you know? <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with that. I, I'm the same way. Sometimes an idea just pops in my head and I'm like, I'm going to try this. You know, it's like how I did comedy. I was like, I looked at my husband one day. I'm like, I'm like, everyone is so angry at the bar. I'm so sick of everybody being so like divided. I'm just going to get up and start telling funny stories. And my husband's like, what do you mean you're going to do comedy? Like, you don't even know how to write comedy. I'm like, I'll figure it out. So, I mean, that's what I totally agree with you. Like you just sometimes have an idea and you just kind of jump and you try it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But then at least you can say, check that off, tried it. You know what I mean? It's better to try and, and not have it go well than to, always be like, I wish I had tried that, you know? So I totally agree with you. Yeah. Look, I've, I've embarrassed myself way more times than I have probably gotten, gotten an awesome applause, you know, like right. I, I've done some things that I look back on that I'm so glad wasn't the cell phone error, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause uh, you know, I, I just, I know that that was, I was all, I've always been that guy, you know, just right. to like, just try fly, whatever. If the, you know, let me just something crazy or saying something that, yes, I'm the same yeah. way. I'm so glad the uh, internet or cell phone cameras weren't around in my twenties. Yes. I totally agree with you on that. You know, <laughs> probably right. got videos of person be like, bah, 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 bah. yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, I mean, I was, I was just a, a crazy kid, you know, yeah. uh, some of those things I'm glad my mom didn't see, you know, just right, right. <laughs> high stuff into shallow water and just, you know, just whatever. I just yeah. thought life was carefree. It wasn't until I was 25 that the voice of reason was like, Hey, you probably could die. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's so yeah. true. Sometimes it takes a little time to keep burning your hand on that hot stove. Well, Jason, I really enjoyed catching up with you and hearing everything that's going on and uh, continued success with the Paya and, you know, the family and all content creation and all the different ideas that are coming up. And that if that show comes on, I want to know so I can follow it right away. Tell everybody where they can find you so they can follow you if they're not already. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can just Google the Cajun Ninja and uh, most of my stuff will come up, uh, you know, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, um, you know, I'm, I'm out there. So 
Um, yeah, and uh, if uh, if anybody hasn't tried Paya seasoning, you can get it through the CajunNinja.com. Uh, I am trying to get it in more stores. You know, for anyone who's watching who's out of state, believe me, I'm trying. I'm just a, I'm a little guy here in this kitchen over here. You know, like that's it. You know, this this is all I am. You know, I'm not some big uh, conglomerate warehouse with tons of inventory that I can ship all over. But oh. I am trying. If you get it locally after, off his website and you have connections to a big store in your community, well, you can say, we need that. We need that Paya. <laughs> well, it will be for anybody local that is watching. It will be in every Rouse's come, uh, you know, um, probably next week, uh, which Rouse's is the big store down here. They're the biggest store in Louisiana. They, uh, they have stores in Mississippi and Alabama, and it will be in every single Rouse's come the following week. But yeah, for now, you know, local people to Thibodeau, Homa, Kanata's and Ellen and I even have it in an Asian market store down here. You know, that guy awesome. was reluctantly uh, allowed me to have my seasoning in there. So oh, that's awesome. Well, that's so great, Jason. Well, I always enjoy talking with you. You're just you're just a good, good energy, fun person. And you do a lot of great stuff. And I I just like people to try things and, you know, stir things up and, and hey, just mix it up chop it up see what happens you know like life's too short to not try things so um thank you for coming on and joining us today and everybody that tuned in today i appreciate you listening to us please give jason a follow um we will be back next monday at 3 p.m with hernan cs from the business bros podcast and uh thanks for tuning in and peace we'll see you soon <laughs> this episode of chicken in a bag is over She's got to get back to being a mom, wife, bartender, therapist, comedian, you know, real life stuff. But you can catch more episodes of Kristen being Kristen on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Catch you next time.